Hey everybody, welcome to the Begging Boardcast, episode number 296. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out March 30th, 2016. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And since it's March, that can mean only one thing. It's time for brackets. So we're kicking off our March Madness with our annual uh, comic book creator craze, The Writers. Yeah, uh, you know, as as everybody knows, the March Madness NCAA tournament is going to be wrapping up next week uh, with April. We're in the Final Four now, so it's time to do the same. Uh, we got to figure out who the top writers are in comic books right now, either DC, Marvel, or from the independent books. But to- it's, it's going to be interesting to talk about this because I don't remember uh, who was on our bracket. I'm going to have to pull out my sheet to look at this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something we did not pre-can and then putting it on the other episode. This episode will sound exactly the same all the way through. It's not like it's not like we recorded it when Chris was in town just to get things out of the way because it'd it's be fun like- to do it when our friend's in town. It's not like two of us are Skyping in for it. <laughs> no, not at all. So if John's audio quality is a little off, that's why. Uh, and I apologize because I'm not that good of a producer to, uh, to fix that. So I'm sorry. Hey, you're, you're the best producer we've had in a long time. <laughs> you're the best producer we can afford, Paul. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know why? We put all our money into other things. It's and mostly that's beer. Especially when we're all in three different locations, we all have to buy our own beer. There's no more pooling of the money for the beer. Unlike uh, it happens. But uh, I'm excited because uh, Jen and I pulled some resources together to buy a uh, the Barrel Age Collection or the Barrel Room Collection from Buddha Brewery that was just announced, and uh, me and his future wife uh, just went to pick it up yesterday. Uh, the barrel aged collection, and I'm drinking the non barrel aged version of one of those beers, and that is the Grand Met, the Belgian style ale from Voodoo Brewery, Brewery. And this is a really decent, really good Belgian style ale. It's got that nice yeasty flavor that you get from Belgians. Uh, not overly like any one kind of spice. It's just even keel all the way through. And what's really kind of scary is now that I'm looking at the bottle, 9.2% alcohol by volume. So. <sighs> Good luck. So good luck podcasting with me, guys. It's going to be fun. And that's a normal uh, 12 fluid ounce bottle? Yep. And I'm drinking oh, nice. it all myself. All yourself. <laughs> Big boy. I might growl uh, at somebody soon. It's it's going to get it's going to get fun in here. Uh 3 years ago we got the barrel aged release and the Grand Met was our least favorite beer out of that. It was aged um for like 18 months, nine months, or something like that in, in apple. Yeah. apple brandy barrel. So uh, interesting because it was a beer that I was like, I don't even want to bother trying it regular. And, and hearing that it's good, it makes me want to pick up a four-pack. Well, I imagine f- it. Yeah, it comes – well, I bought it in a single. I think it comes in – yeah, you're right. It comes in a four-pack. The thing with the aged one, John, if you remember, it just tasted to me like mealy apples. I think the apple brandy just, like, overtook everything that was this beer, and that age on it just, like, destroyed what it yeah. was. And it's an unfiltered beer, too, so at least it's got some vitamin B in there, so that'll be good for me. Chris, what are you uh, drinking? 
Uh, for my beer, I went to one of my standby breweries, and this is from Full Sail. And this is their 27th anniversary wheat wine ale, uh, brewed with 100% wheat malt. And th- like I said, this is an anniversary beer. They've been around for 27 years, so hey, congrats to them. Uh, I actually bought this bottle back at the beginning of February. I put the date on it because, hey, I have a little beer closet going, so why not? Uh, this is extremely rich. I don't know if it was always like this or it's because I was sitting on it for a little bit. Um, but it's got like a really big mouth pop on it and it's got like a, like a, like a viscousness to it. Um, it poured with a really big head. So I don't know if this is something that I should have been sitting on for like the past like month or if I should have just enjoyed it right then and there. Um, it's not bad. It's, it's not what I expected it to be. I expect it to be a little bit lighter being a wheat wine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Have we ever had a wheat wine before? Yeah, we've had several wheat wines. Uh, white chocolate from um, brewery. The brewery is a wheat wine, and we've had several, I think, before that. Hmm. Didn't did uh, Loose Cannon do or what? Yeah, Loose Cannon, right? The uh, the pirate one. Didn't they, they have a wheat have, wine? Yeah. That was back I when so. I didn't like anything. It's it's good. It's not what I expected, so it's kind of taking me out. I want something a little bit lighter, a little bit crisper, and that's all I uh, need. And also, I ate half a bag of Wegman salt and vinegar chips <laughs> uh, this afternoon after I got home from theme park jumping. So that could be it too. Could be. Uh, if you're looking for something light and crisp, you want to pick up Citra Mantra from Otter Creek Brewing. Um, up there is one of my favorite breweries right now. This is an Indian style pills lager. And this has got a really great citrus right in the beginning. Kind of dry your mouth kind of malt taste to it. But it makes you keep wanting to go back for more. Really great flavor on it. Um, I really like this. Uh, between this and like over easy, their uh, session, I think I'm gonna have a really good summer of just like porch drinking. Ooh. Have you had the mango uh, even keel? Even from- keel? I have not. I am looking forward from to that. Dallas Point because that is I've already declared that that is the my beer of summer. Yeah, Chris, it's like 90 degrees and 100 percent humidity where you are. Do you have a beer of summer yet? Um, <laughs> it's. I'm gonna have to find it. All right. I don't know that uh, that temperature that you're describing that you described though before we started the podcast being so hot and humid it uh basically sounds like hell to me. And uh, it's like hell. And one of our listeners, uh, Jonathan Winchester, sent us a uh, a Twitter responding to uh, the question I posed in the last episode, episode two ninety five, back in town. Of what 90s slash 80s characters should we send to hell next? Since we had uh, Godzilla in hell, Wolverine in hell, and also now we just reviewed Bill and Ted in hell. And he said Pinky in the Brain, which I absolutely loved. That's a great idea. I would love to see them in hell. And I would love to see hell being run by, uh, what was the name of the girl? Elmira? Or was it, yeah, Elmira, right? Elvira? I think so. Yeah. Mindy was the one with the dog buttons that it was always getting into trouble, like Mr. Magoo style. And yeah, yeah. So I think 
Elvira. Elmira. 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 So her running hell, Pinky the Brain, trying to take it away from her. I think it would be a great uh, comic book series. So I, I'm going to say it would be Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Okay. He could definitely be in Leak. Hey, I agree with both you guys. Mm-hmm. It's, you just want to agree. It's, it's something that DC could definitely write. <laughs> Since they have that Saturday morning cartoon lineup from WB, and this was a WB show, The Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. So, was that announced at WonderCon? Like, is this one of the, 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 the one of the new rebirth lineup? It was not, but we do have the rest of the books that are going to be coming out as part of the new, 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 newer? Yeah. I guess. I don't know what to call this now, but the forthcoming 52. Uh, announced this weekend actually at WonderCon, like Paul said. So I'm trying to open the the article and it's just not going. Oh. Uh, I I do have to say the book that I am kind of looking forward the most to is gonna be the Superman. Uh, where is it here? It's Superman, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. With, but... with um. Action Comics, nope, not not the Action Comics with uh, Dan Jurgens. You want Superman, written by Peter Tomasi and Peter Gleason, with the and, art and then art by Gleason and Doug Mankey. Mm-hmm. Shipping twice, uh, shipping monthly. twice, beginning but, uh, in June. I, I think uh, yeah, just, let's just start at the beginning of this article here uh, from Comic Book Resources. Johnny posted this to us. Well, you posted it first to our Facebook page, Chris, and then. Uh, Saying that he, there was only a few that caught your eye, and mostly the other ones you were meh about. Well, this isn't the one that I actually sent to you guys because mm. I just sent that one to to you in a message. Oh, okay. Well, listeners, go to comicbookresources.com and look at this article that we are now talking about. Uh, yeah, we can put it up on the Facebook yeah. too. Um, but yeah, the first book uh, uh, is the Action Comics, returning to the original series numbering. So I don't know what that's going to be of what, like 900 something? Yeah. Thing was it? Or 600? It'll be close to the 900s. Uh, uh, detective is a front of action because, you know, DC was originally Detective Comics, you know, the brand. And then they shortened it to just to DC. So I know that Detective Comics has, is a higher number than Action Comics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is written by Dan Jurgens and drawn by Patrick Zercher and and Tyler Kirkham. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I have no interest in this. It's a, it's a Superman book, unfortunately. Yeah, and Dan Jurgens isn't a name that really makes me want to knock down any doors to read. If I hear good things about it, like I might jump onto it. But you know, if we're not the ones saying good things or bad things, then who who will I listen to? <laughs> and you were the you're the biggest action comics fan of us all, Paul. Well, back when Francis Francis Manipal was on it. And, uh, Jeff Johns was on it with, uh, uh, who was doing the art on that? And it was really, it, it looked like the old, you know, movies. Was it Gary Frank? It, Gary Frank, thank you. Yeah, that was, that was a good run, you know. But that was the last time I really enjoyed action comics. And then Francis Manipal jumping on it, uh, right afterwards. And then Grant Morrison. No, he did Superman. 
Or was it Action Comics after Rebirth? Or, or I think he did a little bit of Action Comics. Wasn't he the one that brought in like the Lex, uh, the Lex angle with uh, Action Comics, and you were following Lex instead oh, of an, uh, it was uh, that was uh, Cornell. Uh, that was Paul Cornell's Paul Cornell's run, and that was good too. I enjoyed Paul Cornell. So Paul Cornell, and then Grant Morrison after uh, the New Fifty Two started. <clears throat> so Grant Morrison's run on Action Comics is the last time I read Action Comics. So I read a lot of action comics, guys. Yeah, more, yeah. Than, that's, more than anyone else. That's what yeah. John said. I'm, I was, I'm even surprised I read that much. Uh, and I said the uh, the next book is the Superman book by Peter Tomasi, Patrick Leeson, with art by Gleason and Mankey. Uh, this one I'd be really willing to check out. I'm a big fan of Tomasi's work, and I'd like to see where he would go with the Superman book. I think it would have some depth to it. And he'd probably get the character pretty right. Like, what you would kind of want from a Superman book, he would give you. And what you weren't expecting from a Superman book, he'd give you. Uh, and it's worth noting, too, that both of these Superman books will be shipping twice a month, too. But did you guys see what the next book was? I, I did. And this is one of the oh, ones that when so I sent excited. my message to you guys... Like saying like, oh, there's some stuff that sounds really good and some stuff that's meh. This is one of the ones that like, as soon as it was announced, I was on board. Yep, two names returning to DC Comics after years of being away. Uh, so I don't know what happened in the background to make these two people come back, but I am excited. Greg Rucka and Nicola Scott, Nicholas Scott, coming back to do a Wonder Woman book. Uh, and this is going to be shipped twice a month, so. I am very excited, and it's uh, and there's going to be a backup to this with a year one stories of Wonder Woman. So we're going to see uh, Wonder Woman starting off being that fish in the, you know, uh, a new fish in the pond, and also just uh, Greg Rucka being Greg Rucka with Wonder Woman, which is, which is great. I, I do. I, know, that I, I liked his uh, Wonder Woman stuff before, mm. where, um, she, where she was an ambassador. She was like literally an ambassador. Yeah, <laughs> like she had embassies. And a whole team of people with her. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I will go back to reading Wonder Woman again now. Like this is this is where Wonder Woman should be heading. And like they've literally said nothing about what the story is going to be. But the fact that Greg Rucka is coming back, not just to this book, but back to DC to do it, is amazing. I think. Yeah, because Greg Rucka, I don't think left on really good terms with DC. No, um, this is something I, I kind of mentioned to you a little bit ago when I was actually in town recording uh with you guys but i've been listening to a lot more podcasts just because i can listen to them at work uh while i'm doing like my office stuff so i started listening to john slentress's word balloon like comic book interview show again and when he was talking to greg rucka like last month or the month before that i don't remember because i downloaded like all the back episodes uh it sounds like he was not on good terms with dc at all and he was happy just doing his own independent thing now. Like, that's that's where he was at. But, uh, hey, here we are now. They got him. Uh, are, are they we got gonna, him. Are we going to hit up all the books or just some of the – are we going to just hit up some of the books that we are looking forward to? Um, I mean, we can just kind of, like, breeze through them quick. Okay. But Because uh, there's a new Superman written by Gene Yang and Victor Bogatovich. New character who becomes a beauty with the powers of Superman and becomes a hero. No interest in that one. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless mm-hmm. you know, 
who knows what's going to happen in it. Might might be the dark horse of this. Then we got. Uh, go ahead, John. Then you then you have uh, Supergirl by Steve Orlando, art by Brian Ching, and that is going to pit Supergirl against the Kryptonian cyborg who's revealed to be her father. All right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Skipping that one. <laughs> I'm interested on this next see, one. See, Supergirl's one of those characters that I always kind of have that, like, passing interest in, so I don't know. Like, I might check out the first one of these. Yeah, but... This is the this is the book I want Chris to check out because <laughs> I'm slightly interested. I would probably read it, but I don't know if I'd stay on it. I don't know what else... What else has Steve Orlando done? Like, written... Like, he's uh, he's doing Supergirl right now. Okay, yeah, and I haven't. But I know I know I've heard his name being uh, on other books that I think we've read at a summer call right now. The last time I read Supergirl was before the New Fifty Two, and I really enjoyed that run. Yeah, I bought a few of those. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, Trinity is up next uh, on this article from Comic Book Resources. Uh, this is of course the big three, uh, art and written. By Francis Manipal. So this is one of the ones I, I enjoy Francis Manipal's art quite a bit. I did enjoy what he was doing with the Flash coming out of the 52, except Barry Allen, not my Flash. So, you know, I fell off of it. So so I'm interested to see what he's he's getting a big book. It's the Trinity, you know, and we don't know who's going to be on Justice League of America. But we'll learn more about the Justice League later on. Yeah, um, i I'm intrigued by this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, next one. Yeah, but, oh, go ahead, John. What, what were you? you got no, to? I was just going to say this one is one that interests it interests me just because of Francis Manipal. Yep, and this is one I'll pick up because I'm excited for uh, you know because of Francis Manipal. But yeah, I mean, I, I I have an interest in it just based off of his involvement alone in it, honestly. But, uh, next is Superwoman, a new character. We'll start in the book written by. Written and drawn by Phil Jimenez, uh, who's worked on Wonder Woman before. Might know him from mm-hmm. that. John, what do we got up next? Any, any interest in Superwoman? Uh, no. Okay. I, I mean, especially. I mean, it's a new character. If it's something that seems kind of interesting, I mean, if it was like, um, uh, like Donna Troy kind of coming in. I mean, they say new character. So oh, don't, not, don't worry, we're we're gonna get down to Troy a little bit a little bit later. I know, but I'm like that. That would be the only thing if it was like Donna Troy stepping up and do like a uh, a title of like Superwoman. Uh-huh. That it's would be the only thing that would be really interesting to me. Her Nightwing book, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but next we have Justice League, and that's going to be written by Brian Hitch. Art by Tony Daniel in Fernando Parsrin. And this is uh, shipping twice monthly. This has two double neg- This has double, double uh, minus signs on it for me. Uh, Brian Hitch, I'm not a big fan of his writing so far. And Tony Daniel, I'm not a huge uh, fan of his art. So uh, this is going to be a, a severe miss for me. I don't know. I, I like Tony Daniel. I liked him when he was doing both art and writing Batman. For um, Battle of the Cowl. Yeah, I, I I dug it. Like I would I would read this. Maybe not a lot. I mean, I just I don't like gear towards Justice League stuff anymore. But it'd be worth a look. It would probably really depend on the lineup that would really get me to pick it up. So they say we're getting a new Flash book, but we still don't know. It's going to be Barry Allen, right? It has to be. 
uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmine D. Ganem Domingo, and Neil yeah. Goog, uh, which also is one of these twice monthly books. But it's Barry Allen, and I don't know Joshua Will- Joshua Williamson, so. Uh, one of the things I saw was this was going to be the Flash training other speedsters. Oh, well. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's been some sort of event, and there's a bunch of people that inherit the Speed Force abilities, so it's almost like school for Flashes. Oh, so a Flash family book, now I'm in. Yeah. Something of that. And when you talk about... Uh, John, you know this guy, he does Nailbiter. What's that? Joshua Williamson is the writer of Nailbiter. Oh yeah, I, I I followed that for three four issues and Ghosted. <laughs> we did not enjoy <laughs> Ghosted at all. So should I be knowing this writer now, John, that you've written or uh, read four of his books? <laughs> More excited? Less excited? I want a Flash book. I want a Flash book in my life so bad. I would I'd pick it up really hoping. About you, Chris, because I think you read most of those John issues, and I was like, nope, I'm good. Not going to read Nailbiter. No, but at the same time, those weren't my kind of book. Okay. So and Nailbiter I, wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I thought but you I both... Know, I, would, I would check this out based on the like the fact that it is a flashbook. You know? okay. it's, it's a character that I always gravitate towards. It's a different take on it. Like... One issue might not be like terrible to try. All right. But the, the one that I am really excited for, uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, written by Robert Venditti with art by Ethan Van Skyver, shipping twice a month. Uh, I, I listened to an interview with Ethan Van Skyver, and he said he's really putting his nose to the grindstone and just learning how to draw fast because he's been doing event books for so long now that that kind of became a thing. Like he didn't feel like he belonged on monthly titles anymore because that's, that's kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Why would he go back to doing that? But now he's trying to uh, train himself almost to get back into like keeping up, not just a monthly schedule, but a twice a month schedule. And well, he's I, also doing for this. Uh, art is also by, uh, Rafa Sandoval, Sandova. He's the other artist Sandoval? on this book. Sandoval? Mm-hmm. Sandoval? Uh, yep. And one of the things that uh, Ethan also said in the interview was the fact that he's very protective of Green Lantern, since him and Jeff Johns did so much to reinvigorate this mm-hmm. title um, with Rebirth. And then also they're heading up the uh, Rebirth issue that's launching this whole like line-wide mm-hmm. like, reshifting. Uh, he's protective of Green Lantern and he's going to like keep Green Lantern going where it needs to be. Cause he said there's been some stuff that's happened that when he reads those issues, he's like, what the fuck are these guys thinking? Like, that's ridiculous. Why, why would it be like that? Good. So he's almost going to be like mini editor and artist. That, that makes me a, a little bit happier because I, I really did enjoy Ethan's take. You know, when we talked, we talked to him at conventions before while getting sketches and everything that he said about Green Lantern uh, I, I've agreed with. Like, it should yeah. be a bunch of cops just hanging out. Like, the one thing that I miss from it is, like, what he talked about, like, when we talked to him about Green Lantern. It's, it should be a bunch of cops hanging out together, like, watching each other's back. And what what uh, kind of scares me from this title, though, is it's Hale Jordan 
and the Green Lantern Corps. So I'm thinking that maybe I need to know all the stuff that's been happening with Hal Jordan being a renegade. You, or, you don't. I don't so, think you do. Is he going I to think- be? Is he going to be like a guardian where he's the guy leading the Grand Green Lantern Corps and he's not actually a Green Lantern or that's what I'm thinking. Just looking at no. the title. I think, I think I think this is showing that this is going to be the Hell Jordan Green Lantern book cuz then you're also getting Green Lanterns which is written by Sam Humphreys with art by Robson Rocha and Adrian Seif Seif and that's also going to be a twice monthly book. I, I I will be back to buying four Green Lantern books a month again. As long as, long as they like they both deliver, like I, I'm excited for this though. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to reading your issues, Chris. <laughs> At, feel free. We'll, we'll probably I, wind up talking about them. Who will? Uh, now, a book I'm not looking forward to, and I can't understand why it's shipping twicely, is Cyborg, uh, written by John Semper and drawn by Will Conrad and Paul Pelletier. I can understand a monthly Cyborg book, but a twice monthly? It's the new standard with DC. It's twice monthly. If it's a, if it's a, got a big title, it's gonna be twice monthly now. Yeah, but why does Cyborg have a big title? Like he, I don't. He's, he's a second-rate character. He he was a second-rate character, but I mean, he came back in a big way with the New Fifty Two. He was one of the premier Justice League members. He had his own book again. This is like, a, he's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Chris. Yeah, it's uh, one more point. Like the, he's a character that's kind of now in the public consciousness, not just because of his presence in the comic books, but due to stuff like Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Like. The public knows who this character is now. If this book doesn't work for and get you know big pushing, this is this is their last push to make Cyborg the character, like Chris was saying, the character that he is outside of the comic book like echo chamber, uh, like for fans also, like us. It's also the fact that they're like putting him in the Justice League movies and mm-hmm. they're introducing him in other properties too. Yeah. This is a character that. I don't want to say they're going to be trying to force on people, but they're going to make his presence known as much as possible. Uh, kind of like Aquaman, also talking about a character that's showing up in Justice League. Uh, but this one's more interesting. It ha- catches my eye because of this name right here, Dan Abnett. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the writer with Brad Walker. And we all know that I like Dan Abnett when he has a writing partner. Too bad it's not his normal writing partner because they had a falling out. Uh, art by Walker, Jesus Marino, and Phil Brignano. Brignones? We're sorry. <laughs> we do not pronounce names, names correctly. This is what you get at the Begging Boardcast. Uh, not, don't really care too much about Aquaman, like a series. I can stay on for maybe one story arc, but Dan Abnett, like, he made me care about Resurrection Man, so maybe, maybe I can stay on a little longer. Uh, I, I can stick around for a little bit on an Aquaman book. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to this one, honestly. This is one of those books that I'll probably be checking out, just because he is handling a little bit more of the Atlantean stuff with Garth appearing in Titan's Hunt. Uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying his writing over on that, so 
the fact that he's handling not just this, but another book coming out of uh, Rebirth. Yeah, like I'm I'm on board. John, I think uh, he stayed the longest on a Aquaman. You did, or I did. You did. Yeah, I, you did. The the Jeff Johns one. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I got out of it was I was buying issues and then just saving them up and reading them in a huge story arc because it was driving me crazy reading single issues like monthly. And then I just got to the point, well, I should just buy the trades. I'm basically doing it now. And then I never went back to buy the trades. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I enjoy Aquaman. I'd pick up number one to see, you know, how the artists, you know, and writer are doing it differently. Just like I'm going to pick up the next, the new Green Arrow book. Cause you're going to get the, uh, mustache and goateed. Oliver Queen back, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ben uh, Percy and Otto Schmidt and Juan Friera, my boy oh. Juan Friera, uh, will be doing with this book twice, uh, another twice monthly book. Ooh. I, I, I don't know anything from uh, Ben Percy, but I do like Otto Schmidt's art, and like, I follow him on uh, a couple social media things, and I, I dig that guy's style a lot. And I like Juan Friera's art, so we're we're good. I was actually, well, I was reading it. I got really excited that he was on that book. Indeed, uh, I'm looking forward to Titans, though, and that's the other one written by Dan Abnett, uh, with art by Brett Booth, who debuted over with uh, Nightwing and as got, part of the new Fifty Two launch. And I thought, didn't he do a little bit on uh, the uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws? Or am I miss? Am I misremembering? Uh, he may have. That's a book that I remember reading and enjoying for a bit. And then I, it's kind of, it got foggy. So mm. possibly. Uh, he did the flash. He did, he did a bunch of books. Okay. But not, but never. Oh no. Red Hood and the Outlaws. He did a uh, volume three. So he took out, he took over for it for a little, or he did a couple fill-ins. This one is I'm interested in as well. Uh, do we know who the Titans will be in this book, though? Uh, it, it's going to be, like, the Titan Titans. Ooh, so... Okay, so you're, let, you're look- as a non-Titans fan, can uh, can I try to guess? Yes. Okay, so Nightwing? Yes. Uh, Starfire? Yes. Raven? Yes. You are a Titans fan, Paul. Uh, Jade? No. Uh, Rose, aka Deathstroke's daughter. No. Ah, you were doing so good, Paul. Brainy. Paul, uh, it, it's basically your '80s Titans. Okay, so go ahead <laughs> and fill in. Well, I I read the uh only the only Titans ones that I read was not even Titans. It was the the Outsiders. <laughs> so I was, okay. I was, yeah, that's that's slightly Titanish. Yeah, but uh, after graduation day, it's going to be the characters that are appearing over in Titans Hunt. So Red Arrow. So Nightwing, Starfire, Red Arrow, Changeling, and who else? Uh, and there's like the other, like random characters that they're kind of introducing over there. Okay. But yeah, I, and I'm looking forward to it. This is uh Dan Abnett, so mm-hmm. you should too, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to reading your issues because I know you <laughs> you will buy them. It, it's a Titans book. I, I have to lock in for at least three. John, you already talked about the Green Arrow that you're very excited about. 
It did. So I'll talk about the book that I'm just going to keep on picking up because nothing's changing. <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. Harley Quinn. <laughs> it's, it's all the same, except now it's going to be, tw- uh, shipped twice a month, starting in August. <laughs> you getting double up on your, uh, Harley Quinn? I'm kind of surprised that they're throwing so much art power behind Suicide Squad, though. Uh, written by Rob Williams, who's done a lot of television work. And, uh, it's gonna be Killer Clock, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn, Katana, Deadshot, and, uh, Rick Flagg. So, basically the book that we're getting now. Except, man, Jim Lee and Philip Tan on this book. Yeah, and Paul, you're wondering why they're throwing art teams behind this. Well, they have a movie coming Oh! Out. Right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I forget I, about that movie because it looks like a train wreck. I, I think, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I just really don't know what to expect from it, but yeah, they definitely want to showcase this book in the best possible way. And I mean, Jim Lee artwork, it sings on pretty much like anything he does. Like, yeah. why, why not put him on it? And since it's like shipping twice a month, um, and he has Phil Tent also on art. I, I think they might just be alternating issues or like half and half, or maybe like Jim Lee might do like layouts and then Phil Tent will fill in, like, like do everything else. I don't know, but it'll be interesting. Do I go next? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, we've just been kind of just shooting out different things. Okay, because uh, next up we got Red Hood and the Outlaws, and this will be written by Scott Liddell with art by Dexter Soy. Uh, Bizarro and Artemis of the Amazons will be joining Red Hood for what Jeff Johns called a dark trinity. I'm yeah. kind of looking looking forward to checking this book out. Like, I know I'm going to give it, like, one, maybe two issues if it if it hooks me. I think I'll be down for a while because it just it sounds like it might be really fun with Bizarro in the in the mix. I mean, Scott Liddell's written some fun stuff in Red Hood and the Outlaws, like since the New Fifty Two like debuted. So it'll still keep delivering that because it's one of those books that I fall off of. But then whenever I pick it up for something, I'm just like, yeah, this was this was a fun book. Like, why did I stop reading it? And then we're going to have uh, Deathstroke coming out, written by Christopher Priest, and art by Carlo Pagliolagro and Igor Vittorino. And don't, don't just sit, it's okay. You don't, when we get to the ants, just stop. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> yes. fine by me because the yeah. name just kept getting harder. But it's wannabe. <laughs> Felipe wannabe. Uh, Which isn't I, that hard. I, I probably won't be picking up Deathstroke. I don't understand why he keeps on getting his own book. Like, it doesn't work. They canceled it, like, three times now. Yeah. I'm always surprised when I see it on the sh- like on the shelf. I'm always like, what, that really? It's back? Yeah. I don't know. I think people just like that character, and he might just be one of those uh, characters that DC just keeps trying to find a way to make it work. So they just keep bringing him back. Or maybe the pitches they're getting just sell it to them, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. let's see if this has legs to stand on. But yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know how you make Deathstroke work? You make him break the fourth wall, make him a comedy act, and uh, just have him do zany adventures, killing everybody in the DC universe and or literary works. There you go. 
aka Deadpool. Good. You Good make brain. him work by being being Deadpool. I'm sorry. I stepped on you, Chris. I'm sorry about that. No, you, you, you done fine. I had nothing else to say on that one. But a character that I'm surprised to see back on the shelves, but am excited about is Batman Beyond, um, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Brandon Chang, or Bernard Chang, uh, once a month. So, and it's not to, what's crazy about this, it's back to Terry McGinnis, no longer the out of time, uh, guy that we love, the old Tim Robin, Drake. Tim Drake. So, yeah, uh, who knows? I need to see if that, like trade paperbacks out yet, or if that that arc should have wrapped up by now, because I want to read that. I believe it is, Chris. Good, because I was intrigued by that. Because back in the back with this old New Fifty Two, I'm going to start calling it the old New Fifty Two. They said Batman Beyond is the definitive future for this universe. So it's like the justice. It's like the justice. Uh, not the justice. What was it? Superhero. Gosh, how how am I blanking on their name? Nine point two alcohol by volume and no dinner. Dude, that would be one. Uh, the superhero squad of the future that Superman hung out oh, with. Oh, Legion. Legion. Thank you. The Le- Legion of Superheroes. So it was basically like the Legion of Superheroes. This is the definitive the definitive future, and uh, still no Legion back. Spoilers for this list. <laughs> I, I I can never get into the Legion. Me they, either. They tried to get me by like doing tie-ins with other books, and just no, nope. can never sell me on it. DC. No, even like back in back in the day when all of a sudden they're like, President of Space is Rachel Ghoul. It was like, wow, that's awesome. Then you kind of like pick up that issue, you thumb through it, and be like, nope, don't need to read this. Closest I got was with Brad Meltzer's run. With the uh, lightning series, lightning saga, closest I got. Yeah, and that was that was not that great. Yeah, I still love but it. But something I'm hoping to be great is going to be the Blue Beetle book, uh, written by Keith Giffen, art by Scott Collins, and this is going to have uh, Jaime Reyes uh, with his mentor Ted Cord. This is an interesting sounding book, and this one I'm really looking forward to. Keith Giffen was one of the co-creators. Of Jaime Reyes when he launched as part of Infinite Crisis. Uh, Scott Collins, I loved him when he was on The Flash with Jeff Johns years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything about this book just, it sounds right. Mm-hmm. This sounds like the Ant Man book I wish I was getting. Paul, the Ant Man book we are getting is fantastic. I know you love it, but this is, this is you the, too. I, I probably do love it. Uh, <laughs> like the last issue, uh, number six with, with Cassie Kang signing up to become one of the, uh, New supervillains for Hench was really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's got Kate Bishop in it. Okay, well. They, they pal yeah. around again. Darn it. Okay. So. Let's read it. I probably it's like good. that. But this is the alternative version of that book. Instead of it being a criminal trying to be a good, or not a criminal, but a guy that's trying to be a good guy. This is Yami Ray, Hami Ray is being a good guy and just trying to be a even better good guy. So I'm excited. Uh. John, I'm I'm not really interested for the next book, but John, you probably would be. This is this Hellblazer, written by Simon Oliver with art by Moriat. Uh, I pick up the first issue and see where it goes. I really, uh, with James Tinian's version that he was doing with Hellblazer, I just didn't get into it at all. Uh, I don't know. It was just lacking something of what I love in that character. 
So hopefully they could maybe capture the magic that I think it should have. Did, did you say magic because it's a Hellblazer book, or were you just speaking in terms? No, I, I was hoping you guys would get that. Yeah, okay. we got it. I chose not to say anything. <laughs> I, 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 come on, Paul. I, I pawned that, so I was hoping that Paul would get it, because he always calls those out. I'm only upset because I didn't say it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Chris, you probably are very excited about this, or maybe not. Uh, uh, I absolutely no, I, hate it. And it's Teen Titans. I, by... I don't know. Hate is such a strong word, Paul. Oh. And I think this sounds like it's a lot of fun. Ben Percy's uh, writing it. Uh, John Boy Myers is doing the art. Uh, we'll, and we see Damian Wayne, and that's why I hate it, uh, leading the Titans instead of trying to just beat them up, apparently. I, I just... Well, it's trying to lead the Titans. But the thing is, this is the perfect time to undo Damian Wayne's. No, this is the the time to make him shine because it's Damian Wayne like stepping into the group, being like, "I can lead this." He doesn't need to exist. This is a rebirth. You're fine. Just undo it. Just no. undo it. Paul, it's a it's a mess. It's he's a, a great he's, character. He's a mess. Sorry. He's a he's a mess of a character. He people love a mess. He was created to to die, and then they brought him back. He ah, it just it. Oh, he's a quagmire of a character. I, I just. Well, my only thing is, where are we gonna get a uh, a Tim Drake? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's he screws up the whole Batman timeline, and also with him, he's not Batman's Robin. He's Dick Grayson's Batman Robin. He's not the Robin of Bruce Wayne. Well, Paul, John, we we are getting Tim Drake in another book. I don't know where it is on this list, but this is gonna be the book that makes me happy. Like. Someone's writing it just for Chris. Uh, guided Boner Missile style? Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to head us into the Batman books now. And starting off with the all-new All-Star Batman, written by Scott Snyder, one of our all-time favorites, with art by John Romita Jr. Uh, Jock, Sean Murphy, and more artists to be named. Shipping twice monthly starting in August. Um I'm really hoping this is kind of like an anthology book almost where it's going to be different artists on each issue because if it's like predominantly John Romita Jr., I don't know if I can do it. Like as much no. as I love like Scott Snyder, I, I, I don't know because Romita's art just distracts me so much. Like I don't think I could get into it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I too would wish this to be like a nice anthology book because it says it will be featuring many of the classic Bat villains. So I'm hoping it's like, uh, um, what's his name? Detective Comics, where each issue was Paul Dini. like, uh, Paul Dini's, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I love to see Scott Snyder teaming back up with Jock. I know they did witches together, but they, they started together on Batman. <laughs> under Detective Comics back before the new DCU. So them together again. Not very excited about John Romita Jr. Sean Murphy can do some really creepy stuff. So depending on which which artist does which villain, this can be really, really good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Give me a very like street-level, dirty kind of character uh, for Batman to go up against with Jock. Give me a very like Scarecrow with Sean Murphy... And John Romita Jr., I want a very superhero. Clayface. Yeah, like a superhero, yeah. a very superhero kind of thing. Yeah. 
I I wouldn't mind John Romita Jr. only drawing Clayface. <laughs> well, no, because Clayface is going to be in the book that I'm looking forward to, so maybe not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. So here's David Finch again. Oh, but he's doing art this time on Batman with uh, Tom King. Wait a second. So Scott Snyder's no longer on Batman. If I listened to our podcast, I would know that, right? Yeah, he's, yes, oh, so, he's leaving it. so sad. But before, it made it sound like that he was moving to one of the other Batman books, not that they were starting a new book for him. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is strange. But we're also going to get Batman written by Tom King, who I don't know, art by David Finch and Mikhail Janin. And this is going to be one of those twice-monthly books as well. I don't know. I don't like David Finch. Yeah, me either. That's why I dropped Wonder Woman. Yeah, I might I might fall off of Batman for like the first time in my comic book buying like life. Mm-hmm. But you will be buying other Batman books. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will be buying other Bat books. I mean, I don't want to say I, I fell off when Gordon was Batman, but I just I didn't have an interest in it. But he's yeah. he, uh he's written Tom King's been writing Grayson. Yeah. And okay. he's one of the writers over on Batman and Robin Eternal. Have you, you guys been reading more Grayson than I have? So is that a reason to pick up this book at all, or is David Finch that much of a negative to be like, nope, out? I, I I feel the same way about David Finch as I do John Romita. Like people love their artwork. Mm-hmm. It just it's not for me. Like right. it's one of those like I don't care what book it is or who's writing it. If I if I can't get into the art, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah, and we've had many discussions about Finch's art. Uh, Tom King, though, I did like him over on night, like on uh, Grayson. He was working with Tim Seeley, I believe. The two yep. of them were working together on that. And uh, hey, we got Detective Comics, which is going to go into its numbering with uh, James Timmy in the fourth, who we love on the woods, art by uh, Eddie Barrows and Aviero Martinez. And again, shipping monthly, uh, twice monthly. So this is the book that's going to, for the first time, that I think is going to hit. A thousand. Uh, I think this is going to be my Batman book too. It's the first two a thousand. Yeah, uh, you guys like John James Tinian's work on Chris. You were picking up the Owl book for a while, right? Yeah, and you enjoyed that. I like Gates of Gotham. I like the Woods, but the other stuff that he's worked on I, with the Owl, I dropped off of. I didn't see. I, I dropped off of that just because of a monetary thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't keep up with. Like, uh, my comic buying at that time, like, I dropped a lot of books. Um, but, no, I, I like Talon. Uh, oh, Talon, James Tinney, he wrote the Batman annual, like, two years ago about Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I really dug that. It was super creepy. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just, like, Detective Comics will probably become my Batman book if All-Star Batman doesn't. Because hmm. I have to buy at least one Batman book. <laughs> <laughs> you're constantly you, obligated. Doesn't need to be Batman. Just has to be a Batman. And you're going to be probably really happy with the next book, which is going to be Nightwing, and that's oh, going to be. So, I'm so excited for this one. Uh, Tim Seeley, art by uh, Javier Friend Fernandez and Marcus Two, and yep. another. Uh, and the first arc is going to be titled "Better Than Batman." <laughs> yep, looking forward to this. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. I'm really happy to get a Nightwing back. So yeah, you just you just say Nightwing, and I'm happy for it. Nothing against Grayson, but him as a super spy just it never 
it never grabbed me in the way as him as Nightwing did. And then he threw a Marcus Toe on artwork as well. And like, yeah, yep, I'm gonna need to get a page from this too. <laughs> Uh, then we have, uh, Batgirl, Hope Larson, Raphael Albuquerque. Hope Larson, uh, completely independent, kind of a new person to these, to mainstream comics. Uh, the only other comic book work was with, uh, like some web series and also with Oni Press. And she's, does her own illustration and she's a, she's listed on Wikipedia. This is where I'm getting my research. From, uh, as an illustrator and a cartoonist. So this is, she did a, uh, You Ain't No Dancer, like, a comic book anthologies, and then with Only Press, she did a graphic novel called Grey Horses, back in 2006. I, I've been enjoying Batgirl, so I'll give this one a shot, even though it's a completely new team, a completely different take on it. Um, I don't know, I, I don't have the same feelings going into this one. As I know, I'm going to have coming out of. Oh, you're getting the that. current Batgirl. But the current Batgirl team, I don't see anywhere on this list. Like no, and that's I mean Babstar. Yeah. What? Well, there's some books that they haven't announced yet. They're still going to be coming out. You know, we still got Super Sons. We still got Superman and Batman. We still got a Justice League of America, and who knows, there might be some more thrown in. So, you know, I'm going to keep my uh, toes crossed because that's easy for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that we'll see Babstar on a book here. But who knows? I hope maybe they're like doing future arcs of something too. Like oh, they might not be on yeah. this arc for Batgirl, but you know, maybe arc number two. Like, so they have time to kind of catch up. When you say they're taking Batgirl in a whole new dire- direction, what do they announce? Anything? Or? Um, it, she's like they're taking her out of Burnside. Like she's going to go back to being more. Okay, but I, I guess like the global Batgirl. Okay. Again, not just like Batgirl in that small like village of Gotham kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, because she's becoming a definitely more global when she teams up with Birds of Prey, so it's kind of weird that she wouldn't be able to keep in her small book there, because our next book is Birds of Pre- uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson. So I'm guessing sisters, with art uh with uh. Clary Rowe. So I don't know who Julie and Shauna Benson are. I don't know either, but uh, this is getting the actual Birds of Prey back together again. Sorry, everyone else that's been considered Birds of Prey for like, the past couple years. Uh, but this is going to be Dinah, uh, Huntress, and Batgirl together again. So that that's something for me to look forward to, because I actually really liked Huntress over in Grayson. I mean, I've always liked Helena Bertinelli, but she was probably one of my favorite parts of reading the Grayson book. As a matron. So I just did a quick Google search for uh, Julie and Shauna Benson, and they work on the CW show The 100, uh, writer assistants. And Never watched uh, it. they do a screenwriting blog, Shouting Into the Wild, since 2004. Uh, they love all manner of tea, and uh, it's kind of fun. I'm on her about her page. <sighs> so she's she's a television writer with her with her sister Julie. So. That was right. I'm not seeing the book that I'm looking forward to again. I saw it in a different article. Uh, someone talk about the next uh, the next. couple things that they teased there while I'm looking for. 
so one of the things they're teasing is Super Sons, starring the sons of Superman and Batman with Jonathan Kent and uh, Damian Wayson. Wayson. Damian Wayson. No. Damian Wayne, uh, Paul's favorite, uh. Uh, having a team-up book. So yeah, yeah no no creative team for that one announced yet, but that could be a fun book. Still no announcement for Justice Society of America. When I was first skimmed this article, I was like, oh, here it is at the very end. Justice, oh, it says Justice League of America, which will also be a twice shipping uh, book that starts in September. So that's why we don't have a creative team announced. They got time to figure that out. Because uh, the book that I'm like really excited for, and I'm trying to find it right now to see who's on it, but. It was Tim Drake, Cassie Kane, and Stephanie Brown, like all together in a book. Nice. Yeah, and I need I need to find it because that's that's my book. It'd be really horrible if you just dreamt it. No, I, it was I, just all a dream. It was all a dream, Chris. Uh, let me see. They're talking about Scott Snyder coming back to his new book. They're talking about Supergirl. I think it was this. Uh... Hmm. I have oh, no... Green Green Lanterns will be uh, starring Simon Baz, in case you've been wondering what's happening to him. And Jessica Cruz, the character who got the power ring from the... Hal Jordan? Uh, no, from the like the crime syndicate character oh okay when he died um where is it where is it i'm looking through all these different comic book articles too and i'm not seeing anything that announced all that unless they are a different justice league which would be crazy because we're getting an 80 page book uh coming out of dc universe justice league rebirth so th- there is going to be a one-shot to lead us into all these new books, uh, DC Universe Rebirth. Now, for the list, normally we pick a book coming out next week, but we all kind of decided that those books aren't great. It's a, a fifth week for a Wednesday. Did you guys want to just pick a book from this list here? Other than the book that, Chris, you're looking forward to? You're looking for yeah, you guys, here? Yeah, you guys talk about your thing. I'm going to look for my thing. Because I think that wraps us up for news because we're an hour into the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that works for me. And I think the book that I'm looking for, really forward to the most out of this, I think it's going to be The Superman written by Peter Tomasi. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy Peter Tomasi. Uh, I think he was awesome on Green Lantern Corps. It was really where he shine for me and I kind of always want a good Superman book something that I can enjoy reading I mean I had all-star Superman which I really loved and for a little bit Scott Liddell's that just got bogged down with too many event books happening with crossover between all the Superman books um but I enjoyed that too, so I kind of want a Superman book, right. and I think Peter Tomasi is going to be able to give it to me. Right, right. Uh, I'm excited that the 
Finch is, you know, no offense, I, I understand people might really like the book and like David Finch, but, you know, he's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I'm very excited to see Greg Rucka back uh, on Wonder Woman and Nicola Scott back with DC Comics uh, doing some artists, doing some writing. And they used to team up back on uh, Queen and Country. So this is a team that I know that works together well. Uh, very excited about that. And hopefully it gives Diana, you know, more than just Amazonian roots, which we got back on the uh, run that we just got off of that I absolutely loved with... Oh my goodness, I'm blanking on Cliff Chang's name and also, uh, Brian Azarello. Brian Azarello's name. Thank you. So, I, I want her to be more well-rounded. I don't want her to be this kind of like outside figure anymore. I want to see her in the world and I think that's what Greg Rucka will give us, but still keep that Amazonian deep root. Because he's the one that had her kill Maxwell Lord after all, so. There's some monsters that you just have to put down. Uh, my bad, we actually talked about the book that I'm looking forward to, because uh, that's going to be the new Detective Comics, written by James Tinian with uh, Eddie Barrows. Uh, this series will feature Batman and Batwoman running sort of a bat boot camp with, spoiler, Tim Drake, Cassandra Kane, and Clayface. What? Yeah. Clayface. That's Detective Comics. That, that was the book uh, that was going to be my bat book. Do you think do you think John Romita is going to draw Clayface for the nope. book? Eddie Barrows. Eddie Barrows does good art. I like him. Okay. All what right. I, what I love about Clayface's job in this whole Bat Family book is like, hey, I got to be Batman over here. Can you go uh, get drunk over at that one bar as Bruce Wayne, and then like I don't know, sleep with a couple supermodels? And Clayface is like, okay, I can do that. Like, uh, well, also at the, the panel where they announced all this. Jeff Johns did say that characters like Shazam, the New Gods, and the Justice Society do have a place in the Rebirth universe. They just need the right time to, like, debut. So I don't think they're going to be showing up with everybody else, but, yeah, you'll get them. Yeah, in what format? That's what I always worry about, because that's what they said about the New 52, too. Also, the New 52 also with the no, we Justice Society? The new 52 too. Uh, and then it just, it just was not what I wanted. All right. Well, what do you want, Paul? I want a dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from Mockingbird, number one, page 11, panel three. Black Square? That was a dramatic reading from Mockingbird, number one, page 11, panel three. Oh, and what a dramatic reading that was. Almost as good as the spear that we have here. Uh, and we have the Elysian break <laughs> That's beat. Because I was like, mine. Well, I said, which one is mine? They, you they, pointed to that one. one. And I was like, hmm. It's so good that the guys forgot which glass is theirs. Uh, this is the Elysian break beat IPA from their Manic IPA series. We really enjoyed the Degolo yeah, IPA. Yeah, the Degolo was awesome. That was out of the same series. So that's why I picked this up. Uh, Breakbeat drums to the rhythm of uh, Mandarinian and Equinox hops. Ooh, I like Equinox hops. In the fresh magnetic battle, in the freshest magnetic battle yet. Citrus fins. Do you guys get a bunch of citrus? I haven't sipped it yet. Uh, Do you get mellow notes? How about melon? It's mellow. It's mellow. I get some citrus, and I get a nice little bitter melon. Do you get any green pepper? 
I don't don't think so. That's what's supposed to be there. This beer is on track to be an old school favorite. So there you go. I'll talk for a minute so you can take a sip, Paul. Oh, thank you. uh, Since you haven't tried it yet. Um, I don't know. I I prefer the Dago. There's really not a lot to this one. No, you get the citrus. It has a nice kind of mouth dry (laughs) on the back. I think this beer, we're drinking it room temperature, probably Mm. would be better colder. colder. Yeah. Um, but it's not for people who are continually putting out IPAs. This isn't a bad IPA. You know, I, I yeah. think honestly, for people that are continuously putting out really good IPAs, this is a step back, though. Mm-hmm. I would agree. This was bottled on eleven nineteen two thousand fifteen, and we're drinking it four months afterwards. So maybe it lost a step. Uh, no, yeah. probably. I mean, because I, mean, I picked it up on the store shelves all of like. Well, now, t- three weeks ago. Uh, so it's been in my basement for about a week. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not bad. There's nothing super standout about it. Yeah. I do get that little bit of melon, but not the green pepper. Like, there's no real spice to it. No, and that crisp. When I think green pepper, I think of a really crisp, Yeah. you know, just light peppery flavor. And I'm not getting that punch either. Yeah, so. I think of like a nice, cool, like refreshing snap. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's it's not a bad beer, but yeah, I I wouldn't go back yeah. to this. Like, I don't even know if I would want to finish what I have in my class, honestly. Yeah, well, especially we've been we, we it's been a busy weekend, but we've been hardcore drinking for the last four days, mm-hmm. and um, I yeah, I'm perfectly fine not drinking this just because we've yeah had so much. It's to okay. Drink. Yeah, it's nice. I'm kind of. You know what? I'm kind of happy this isn't an awesome beer because that would just be one more beer I have to go out and buy again. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like, like I'm I'm deluged underneath all the great beers that have been coming out. Like, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, we only got the space juice once because it was so limited, and that mm-hmm. was an awesome IPA. It's good. Yeah, but I wasn't willing to spend pony up another seventeen bucks on four pack. So yeah, it was good, and I drank three of those bottles. So. <laughs> No, I, I really like the Dayglo. Like I, mm-hmm. oh yeah, bought multiple bottles of that. I saw it in um, they had it at a growler fill station at what was it? Consumers, and I I filled up a growler of it. I I really enjoyed that. This one, I'm not going to fault the brewery for having a beer that I don't care for. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done some really good stuff. So, yep, it's no Dayglo, people. No Dayglo. Move along. Move along. Uh, we are starting our. Creator craze. Yes. This is when we pin artists or and writers from Marvel and DC. And last year we decided to start throwing in indie writers mm-hmm. and artists into the mix. So this is our first part of that. This is the writers. All right, uh, and we'll get right into ah, it. right into it. Uh, the writers. Uh, uh, we'll get right into it with Marvel mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Aaron versus Dennis Hopeless. Well, you know, Dennis Hopeless does a great job with those, like, smaller books where he's able to get a lot of humor into them. Like, this past year, we finally read The uh, Many Foes of Spider-Man. Or the, what is it? The Multiple Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, The Superior. Uh, that Superior. Was, that was Nick Spencer. Spencer. Oh, that was Nick Spencer? Oh, I get him yeah, and Dennis, Dennis Hopeless. Dennis Hopeless Spider-Woman right now. He's doing oh, Spider-Woman. Yeah. He's he, doing X-Men. Did he, Was he working with Nick Spencer at all? Was it Dennis Hopeless? Nick Spencer on, like... Some books? Okay. Well, never mind. 
Uh, Dennis no, he, uh, he's on Spider Woman right now. He also did the Big Thunder Mountain comic book that came out as part of the Disney Kingdom. Oh, that was awful. And he's doing Nick all, he's doing all new X Men right now as well. Hmm. All right, just because of how bad I how much I disliked Big Thunder Mountain, I have to give it to Jason Aaron because the Mighty Thor is mighty good. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Mighty Thor is fantastic. The Star Wars books are great. <laughs> Doctor Plus, Strange, Doctor Strange, fantastic too. Oh yeah. Like, I, I really enjoy Spider Woman. Um, it's been one of my go-to books like for the past year. It's been a little slow, but yeah, it, it has slowed down a little bit. Like that first arc, I don't think shouldn't have been more than three issues. But Jason Aaron definitely. All right, Brian Michael Bendis versus Robbie Thompson. What does Robbie Thompson write, guys? Uh, Robbie Thompson did the Ghostwriter book that came out last year oh. that I was picking up with art by Trad Moore. Um, he also was doing. Did he do the? He's doing Spider-Man? something. He's doing something right now that he's we're reading. Venom. Oh, that we're reading Silk. He's he wrote Silk number eight, Joe's, and also Venom Space Knight. Yeah, so he's over on Silk. I, I want to say mm-hmm. he did something else too that we read. Um, nothing that I'm seeing right now because we don't read Venom Space Knight, Venom, do we? Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Silk, Spidey. Okay, so he's he's entrenched in the Spider Family books, which. Like I said, I really like living in there right now. <laughs> and Silk seems really cool. Yes, honestly, I love Silk. Um, if you were a fan of Batgirl over at DC Comics at all, um, with the creative team on that book stepping away, once we get the DC Rebirth, they won't be on Batgirl anymore. If you want kind of a stand-in book, head over to Silk. Like art style, <laughs> it's not similar, but you know it's comparable. It's in that same family. It's another great young female hero. That's just a lot of fun to read. Um, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis, though, I, I'm i really enjoying Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So this is this is a tough call. Yeah, these are two books he had us both read for our uh, monthly lookbacks just recently, Spider-Man, and before that, like, coming out of it, we read Silk because he picked it up. Yeah. And uh, I can understand the joy for both of these books. They're both young heroes making their way, learning how to become heroes. Um, which is great that Marvel's doing again because for the longest time it was we weren't getting these characters. Runaways seemed to be that breath of fresh air, and then yeah. they disappeared. Uh, but for now, I have to go with Brian Michael Bendis with, which is surprising to me off of the high that I have for uh, Spider-Man right now. Is he still writing? Silk. Was he on Nova? Who? Hopeless. Brian Michael Bendis. Nova? No, no. Um, I Nova. I don't know. I can. Yeah, that might be Greg Weissman. No, he's over on Kanan. He might be doing Nova, too. Nova, oh, that is the PBS show. But anyways, <laughs> John, what, out of those two, what well, I'd like is? to hear what Chris picks, because I'd like him to maybe sway me one way or the other. See, this is like one of those tough picks for me. I was going to wait to see what you guys pick, because as much as I'm really loving Spider-Man, and I think Bendis and Sarah Pichelli are doing a great job over on that character, I mean... They created Miles Morales, so it, it only makes sense that they handle him quite well. Um, Silk's been a great, great read. Uh, I've been reading it since before they relaunched it after Secret Wars. Um, I don't know, just because it's a, my breath of fresh air book, I, I think I would give it to uh, Robbie Thompson, because I expect great writing from Bendis. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. in the game 30 years now. He's been over at Marvel for like the past like 15 like heading up pretty much everything that they do there. So, yeah, I'm going to 
I'm going to go with Robbie Thompson just to make it more difficult for you because now you're the tiebreaker. Uh, I think in just because, I mean, I've been right, I've been reading Silk here or there. It's a nice kind of in the world of that Silk character. Little, you know, superheroes popping in or in here or there. But I think I'm going to give it to Bendis with just from Spider-Man with him being able to pull off a teenage character who's in the thick of all these other big heroes, and he still captures the voice of that character. Yeah, I, I have no fault. I, I love both of these books. Yep. Uh, Sean Ryan, by the way, is oh. writing Nova. So somebody we don't have in our bracket. Thank you. But, uh, so Brian Michael Bendis moves on. All right. And I brought next line up, it's two more Marvel creators. And this is Nick Spencer, who we know from over at The Astonishing Ant-Man. And the superior foes of Spider-Man, which we read. Oh, man. I always get him confused with somebody else. Uh, hopeless, right? Yes. Then it's hopeless. Okay. Uh, and then also on that side, we have Greg Wiseman, who, like I said before, is actually writing over at the Star Wars family books with Kanan, the last Padawan. Huh? Greg Wiseman's also done a lot of work in television animation. He works on Star Wars Rebels right now. Hmm. Uh, before that, he did the Young Justice cartoon. And previous to that, I believe he also did uh, Gargoyles. Oh, wow. So, uh, so, so he's a he's a cartoon guy, and I mean, he definitely brings that sensibility uh, to the comic books that he does. Yeah, you get one action scene at least every four pages in uh, Kanan. Yeah, which and, I I'm really enjoying Kanan. Like, mm-hmm. that's the Star Wars book that I'm probably getting the biggest kick out of right now because you I also a, watch Rebels. I, I'm a fan of Rebels. I've fallen off of it a little bit. It went away for like a hiatus. I think they started back up again mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I just haven't caught up, but I I really enjoy the world building that they're kind of doing with tying everything into a new hope there um, because it's basically the precursor Mm -hmm. to the star Wars trilogy. We know and love. Yeah. They're the birth of the rebellion and rebels. Uh, yeah. So I have to go with Greg Weissman on this because, uh, just because the Canon series is that good versus, you know, I enjoyed the superior foes of Spider-Man, but it's nothing. But that first trade, I was like, I'm good. I, I get it. I'm not going to re- read everything from it. You, we read uh, Ant-Man. It was, again, one of your picks, Chris. And I'm glad I read that first issue, but I haven't read any others. But Keenan, I keep on buying. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go Nick Spencer. Uh, what he's done with Ant-Man, the other books that he's worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a fan of his indie book, um, Bedlam, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like that joker character who's been treated to not be crazy anymore but slowly has to break back into the joker persona to actually kind of be more of a superhero and save people um and it's a really interesting take on that kind of character i think nick spencer he makes you love lang and his Mm -hmm. daughter and that relationship and i think he captures that perfectly yeah, I'm, I I love both these books, but I'm going to give it up to Nick Spencer, who's writing an Ant-Man book. I love Ant-Man, and he's handling this character so well in the post-Ant-Man movie universe. Uh, you love Ant-Man because of exactly. Nick Spencer's writing. Uh, he's doing fantastic on it. You might not be reading it, Paul, but every month I'm there. This is at the top of my list, and I do love the fact that he's bringing in like these other schlub villains to work alongside of them. And Cassie is playing a role in this book now, where she might be signing up with the... Uh, makers of the hench app to be one of the people that you can call out uh, 
to be your henchwoman to get huh. stuff done. So I don't know. It's it's a fun read. I'm really digging it. So like Uber drivers for henchmen? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's basically what the current arc's been circling around is where you can now use an app to get your uh, your cronies. Hmm. Uh, and then the last on this side is our two indie writers, and this is Brian K. Vaughn up against Mark Wade. All right. That's a big one. Like <laughs> this is yeah, this is the big problem on this, and I'm gonna have to give it to Brian K. Vaughn, right? Because of Saga. Uh, I'm loving Saga, but also just because of uh, Paper Girls. Okay, was yeah. not expecting to like that book at all, and then all of a sudden it pops out of the blue, and I'm like, "What? That's awesome!" Not to give anything away from Mark Wade. I mean, he made me like Archie. Yeah, yeah. You know, but continuously day in, month in, month out, I'm buying Saga and I'm lock, stock and into that book. Well, every other month when I get a new Archie comic, I buy Archie because uh, it is a quiet month. Or is it? I think it's a little bit more delayed than that. Yeah, because number six just came came out. out, yeah. Yeah, so. But it's a solid book each and every time it comes out. These characters are in- same artist, yeah, yeah, <laughs> enjoyable. They're relatable, and I'm rooting for each and every one of them. Like there is no villain in this book, which is which I really enjoy about it. Uh, and Mark Wade is able to tell those big epic uh, comic books stories with uh, Kingdom Come, and then he's able to talk about Rivertown or Riverdale. Sorry. In uh, Archie, so I'm going to go with Mark Wade here. Uh, yeah, that's right. T- break that tie, Chris. I, I, it's a tough one to call, but you know what? Brian K. Vaughn, like, <laughs> he can take crazy out there ideas and then still just make them seem so grounded when you're reading the story of this family that's just trying to get back together. And just when you think this book can't get any weirder or more out there, somehow it absolutely does, but... You're still just along for it. You're like, okay, like let's let's keep going. Um, Mark Wade, yeah, fantastic writer. Um, he's really come back onto our radar a lot over the past couple years with Daredevil, and now, uh, excuse me, over at Archie. Because who, like you said, who would have thought we'd be mm-hmm. reading and looking forward to an Archie book coming out? And and that's big. But you know what? We're always going to be looking forward to coming out a new Brian K. Vaughn book. Yeah, yeah. A new one, not Saga. A new one. Uh, Paper <laughs> Girls, come on. It's good. It's a fantastic... Um, I didn't mention right. that weird Canadian one he did. Oh, oh yeah. Stand on guard. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that one. So... Yeah, you know, he tries. So this is going to put us over at uh, the DC side. This is going to be Scott Snyder of Batman uh, with his Vertigo book, American Vampire. Um... Versus he did, uh, he's working on the Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal. And then, uh, Brendan Fletcher from, um, uh, Batgirl. Batgirl. Also working on, uh, Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy. Also working on, uh, you're pointing at me and I don't know the third The one crossover else. with Lumberjeans? No. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Black Canary. Oh. oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but I see. I haven't been the biggest fan of Black Canary. I bought, I think, the first three issues to check it out because I did love Batgirl and I loved when Dinah was showing up in Batgirl. Um, 
But how how do you not pick the Batman writer of all Batman writers? I mean, I, I'm really enjoying Batgirl. I'm really enjoying. Well, I was enjoying Gotham Academy, but I think he's one of like the writers behind the scenes over at Batman and Robin Eternal too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know who's masterminding all that? Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. So for for me, this is an easy pick. Man, after I'm like, oh, it's going to have to be Scott Snyder. But then he listed all those books that Brandon uh, Fletcher is a part of, and it makes it tough for me to say Scott Snyder, but not tough enough for me not to say Scott Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> You know uh, what I mean? Like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it. There's no one on this side that you can put against Scott Snyder that it's not spoilers. <laughs> so Cameron Stewart and Tim Seeley, huh? Yeah, uh, Cameron Stewart over there in Batwoman doing a great job with that. Batgirl, Batgirl. Uh, Tim Seeley, Batman Eternal, Grayson. I mean, I've been a fan of the Grayson book. I think mm. he's done a great job with that. Uh, he, no, he didn't do the Nightwing um, series. He did that last issue, but he will be taking the new Nightwing series. I believe is com- that's coming out. He's going to be working on that. Yeah, I mean, if, I've really enjoyed reading Grayson. I haven't completely kept up on it. Um, that's kind of my own fault. I've always just been a bigger Nightwing fan, so it's been hard to not buy a book with. It's been hard to buy a book that doesn't have Nightwing on the cover, mm-hmm. even though it is the same character. Um, I just really appreciated how fresh Batgirl was, though. And Cameron Stewart, he's a fantastic artist. Um, well, he's not drawing this book. You can tell it's being uh, written by someone who does love and respect that character. And it's definitely a writer handling the book for like an artist who also loves to draw the character. Um, they're both on the fringes of the Bat universe, but... If I could only pick one of these books, I, I would probably go with Batgirl, because that's honestly what I've done. I've been buying Batgirl. Uh, also, uh, Tim Seeley's been doing the Revival book, which has got a lot of accolades. People mm. really like that book, and it's an ongoing series. Over oh, right. Image? The uh, 30s, I believe so. Uh, I'm going to go Tim Seeley, because I've been reading uh, the Grayson series. Oh. Uh, Cameron Stewart, just because, which he, is because what what we talk about the ultimately we... would be my pick, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be the pick, but I wanted to at least give Tim Seeley that. Because when we've been talking about what we hope the new DCU is going to be, we hope it's the Batgirl linket of the DC <coughs> universe. So there it is. Oh, John, this is one of your favorite writers here, right here, writer uh, of the Six Gun, uh, Colin Bunn, who's oh. been doing. Uh, uh, a pretty good job over on Sinestro. I've picked up a couple of those issues. Um, it's not exactly an ongoing series that I want. It's kind of a heavy, a little darker. Um, but I kind of enjoyed uh, Sinestro kind of taking his hits and going through and having an issue where he's hanging out with Black Adam. Or, hey, there's a little bit of the... Uh, Re- uh, remnants of the Black Rings still hanging out. Let's go take care of those. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what this book is supposed to be. If it's Sinestro, the bat, you know, the anti-hero book, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that anymore. Any, so it's one of the books that he has been doing. He's been doing um, held like uh, Hellbreakers um, with Boom Studios, which I've been picking up. 
which is a very interesting book, very much in the vein of like the six gun. Um, I don't feel like I got a conclusion to the six gun, which, uh, I kind of want him to give me that final like two issues, but it feels like it's wrapped up right now. So for that, I'm going to go Dan Abnett. Okay. Uh, Dan Abnett hasn't done really too much stuff over at DC. Uh, the reason he's more likely on this list than anything else is the fact that he's doing the Titans hunt right now. Okay. Uh, which, I think he's doing a fantastic job of. Um, my only complaints with that book is the inconsistent art because it's been different artists or artists on each issue so far. Um, but he's retroactively adding the legacy back into the DC New 52. And I think as much as we love what uh, Bowstar and Cameron Stewart and uh, Brendan Fletcher have been doing over on Batgirl, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be seeing for the rebirth like, era of the new New 52 is going to be laid by Dan Abnett, who is a fantastic writer. I mean, he's half the team that was responsible for bringing back the Guardians of the Galaxy and doing it in an incredible way, like in a oh. way that was explosive enough that, hey, we have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and it's almost, I don't want to say directly because of what they did over on the book, but... Mm-hmm. It drew a lot from it, even just to the, to the team that they created for it. Yeah, you want to bring a series back from the dead, you have to call up upon a resurrection man. There you go. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go with Dan Abnett, just because I've read Titans Hunt. I have not read any of uh, Colin Bunn's work on Sinestro. No, it's like, and like everything you're saying about his writings over on like Six Gun, which is a book that you love and championed, mm-hmm. and then like Sinestro, like it sounds like you're talking yourself out of picking, like, Cullen Bun books ever again. Like, you're like, yeah, I feel like I didn't get a conclusion I, from it. I really don't feel like I, I got a conclusion from I don't know from... where Sinestro's supposed to be, so I don't care. It was when, like, you are talking, I was like, he's, he's really down on his pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, is he gonna, like, bait and switch me? <laughs> right, and I did. Uh, Colin Bun, it was more of saying why he's on this list, uh, and he should be on this list, but I'm the only one who would have anything to say about him on this list. Yeah. I feel like you said it. <laughs> Talking about people that uh, maybe only one or two people can talk about. Kieran Gillen, Chris. Hey, Kieran Gillen. Um, he's on the indie side of the list. He's been handling the Wicked and the Divine book over at Image Comics. Um, he also dabbles his foot over at Marvel, though, with handling the uh, Star Wars book Darth Vader, um, which I think we all can agree, like, agree we loved. Uh, yeah, and he was also doing the Angelica yeah, book. Uh, yeah, Angela, the uh, Queen of Hell book, um, tying that into like the Thor mythology. Um, I don't know. For me, he's he's a writer. When I see his name attached to something, I'm going to take note of it. Um, and he's paired up against Justin Jordan, who uh, does the Luther Strode books. He's also written a some of the other things. I know he was... The spread is what we read recently. The, the first oh, yeah, volume. spread. Um, also like also from Image. One. Yep. And then he, he was over on DC, too, for a little bit. He was handling some of the Green Lantern family books. Uh, yeah. Um, he was also working on... Um, oh, my mind just went blank. Uh, the John Flood book that I liked that you guys didn't like. Um, he's actually just consistently working on different things. Uh, he's got Strayer that just came out. Uh, new series. Um, and he's constantly working on that beard. Look at him. He's bushy. 
got a big big beard. Great big, big bushy great beard. Great big bushy beard. Um Deep State. That's another oh, just a bad beard. Sorry, Justin. That's a bad beard. Is yeah, it really that weird? This is, it's a bad oh, beard. It's a bad beard. It, that's it's, it's it's like hair from his head that just decided to grow on his face. But not on his mustache area either, just on his chin. Just that Amish. That's the area. heavy nerdy metal kid that yeah. was sitting in the back of high school beard. Mm-hmm. But he writes good books. He does write good books. Uh, he, I mean, there's a reason he's on this. I'm a huge fan. He's up against a mammoth. The only person on this list who could take out Scott Snyder, and that's Kieran Gillen. Uh, I love Kieran Gillen. Like, I think there's a love and attention in everything that he writes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like Phonogram, like, I, you guys didn't care for it too much when we checked that one out, but he's someone that writes what he knows and loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he loves music. That phonogram was not written for me. It was written for another specific person. Me. I mean, look, honestly, even go back and look at his Young Avengers stuff. Like, that was still yeah. all very music-based. And yeah. I, and this is, like, more of a personal thing, but I really do love and appreciate how he, like, um, interacts with his fans and his readers, where he has blogs that he puts up, like, every single week where he's answering questions. Or he'll put up his uh, playlist for the issues. Like when he's been writing a certain book, he'll be mm. like, this is what I was listening to get into the mind frame. Download it and, you know, listen along as you're reading the book. See if you can pick it up. And I, just, I think that's cool. Like he does like almost director's cut, um, like behind the scenes stuff for all of his books too. Where like, hey, you know what? We're going to divide number 15 just came out. Let's, let's read it. And he'll give you like almost that, uh, like the footnotes to everything. So the stuff that, might go over your head. He'll, he'll be like, no, this is based off of this, and this is what I got it from, and it ties into this, which you can see in here. I love that. Sorry. I gushed a lot right there. <laughs> That's, all right. That's all right. Well, why don't we go right back to the top of the DC list and put Scott Snyder versus Cameron Stewart. Ooh, okay. So the Bat family has come to have a ending, a fight has come to a... I wouldn't want to be there around for that Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> You just keep going. I love you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's getting the th- who's getting the drumstick, John? And who's only being left with a wishbone? Uh, I I think it's Scott Snyder is going to get that drumstick, and everyone's going to just give him the whole turkey, and he can pick whatever he wants off of that. Daddy, Daddy gets the cussy likes. <laughs> uh, I mean, Scott Snyder just D- Daddy wants the Dark Knight meat. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Like a gross euphemism for anything. <laughs> Sorry. He, uh, I mean, he just is a mammoth. He just cannot mm-hmm. be stopped. And Cameron Stewart has done an amazing job with uh, Batgirl, but it's not compared to what Scott Snyder has been doing with Batman, Batman mm-hmm. Eternals, and even with uh, American Vampire. I mean, yeah. that book is still just getting crazy and out there. And it's, I mean, it's just unstoppable. But on this bracket, if it was going to be a bracket for the soul, the new, new DC... Oh, that so sucks. The, yeah, DC, something. the DC Rebirth, I, I want the soul to go with the Cameron Stewart line versus the Scott Snyder line of books, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's... We, they're great. And they 
that's where it belongs over on. Scott but this is new Jeff Johns. Like, yeah, he, he can take those stories and like tie them back into like a deeper mythology, but like mm-hmm. tweak that storytelling. Like he can make book creepy. He can make it heartfelt. Like he's he's got it. But I mean, don't put your vote behind what you. It's going assumed. to it's going to Scott Snyder. Yeah, but I mean, you're like I'm gonna put. Yeah, it sounded like you're like I'm gonna put it behind Cameron Stewart because he's gonna do what I want him to do. You know, like yeah. He exactly. might be doing something over there, but I don't know if he's got reins, big reins no. to. But I would like to see him on more. I would love to see yeah. him on more to see what else he would do, like uh, his take on some of the other characters. I would love to see him on Flash. You know, fund oh, that book yeah. up. Yeah, that'd be great. because that's a book that needs to be funded up. Green Lantern is a book that needs to be funded up. Yeah, Bring that to be. You know, where's the mess hall? Where, where's Guy Gardner eating lunch with? Uh, with uh, Hal, and then having some rookies come over and be like, hey guys, do you have any tips on, hey, don't bug us, kids, we're eating. You know? Where's that? You know? Go talk to Kilowog if you want help with your constructs. You know? That's what I want from Green Lantern. I want the Flash running out to the middle of the desert to find the one flower there to pick it and give it back to Iris. That's what I want. That's what you want. And Cameron Stewart would give me that. Maybe. 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 Who knows? Scott Snyder gives me good books now, though. So, <laughs> so come back in a little year, right. kid. So is he in Scott Snyder? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, he's he's going to consistently dominate the DC side of the bracket until he's not writing for DC anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's why we brought in the Indies. Uh, and you have Dan Abnett uh, versus Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian. Yeah. Just because... Yeah, Karen times. Gillian. Like... Mm-hmm. He's, I, I do appreciate Dan Abnett's writing, uh, more so now than I did when he more like first like came to attention. But Karen Gillan just he's one of my go-to writers now. We need to go back and read that MI13 because it was yeah. it was vampire missiles shot from a moon base. I have the first volume. It's on my Comicsology. Like, I, oh, is it good? Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Vampire missiles shot from a moon base. I don't remember. It's been so long that I read it, but I when I read it, I when I read it, I loved it, and I wanted to get the next volume, but the next volume wasn't there to download at the time. I bought all the single issues of Resurrection Man from the new DCU. Yeah, you love that because I did really enjoy that. So, but uh, you know, he had a writing writing partner back then, Abnett and Lanning. But uh, all right, so back up to Marvel: Jason Aaron versus Brian Michael Bendis. Jason Aaron versus Bendis. I think the flag, the torch has been passed, right? Like it's it's Jason Jason's Aaron world, and Brian Michael Bendis is just writing in it. Yeah, yep, I I agree. I there's no book that they could say Jason Aaron would be on that I wouldn't be like, okay, mm-hmm. like I would try it. He's come a long way from Scalped. He he has because yeah. I couldn't get into Scalped. No. And what it, is it? it was too dirty. It uh, was too dark gritty. Back in the day, Jason Aaron seemed like oh he wants to be like Brubaker or. You know, uh, or who's the other one? Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka, something like that. Like he wants to tell dark. Well, like we gritty decided, they're crime. basically the same writer. One, he, just, <laughs> he puts on a hat and a fake beard when he wants to become Ed Brubaker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Jason Aaron just there's something. But now he's found a fun, a, a zany kind of quality in this, an over the top kind of. And there's quality, something which so like everything he does has like heart, mm-hmm. has like an intelligence behind it, and. 
really, I think it's something like Scott Snyder, you boil that character down and mm-hmm. find those ins and outs, and then he'll either work with him, exploit him, he'll figure something out to do interesting with that character. I mean, the fact that you are continuing mm-hmm. on with Thor, and it's a female Thor... That Who's battling cancer and battling this, and has a world... She should be the champion of that world, but she is despised by it because she's seen as a thief. It's a really interesting dynamic where she doesn't want to be... It's a Thor that doesn't want to be Thor, but has to be Thor. And the Star Wars book, Mm -hmm. I mean, all that stuff, it's just... It's crazy. And Doctor Strange, I enjoy that book so much. Yeah. Alright, so Nick Spencer... Or BKV. Uh, see, this I think is a great matchup. They're both fantastic writers, and I think they can both write in the same kind of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this is one of those moments where Brian K. Vaughn is just going to take Nick to school and sit him down at the desk and be like, okay, th- this is how you do it. When you start writing space-warring Romeo and Capulets with weird ghost babysitters and... They're chasing after dragon semen. Like, let let me know. <laughs> so, so when did Brian K. Vaughn have a sleepover with Grant Morrison? That for Saga. Well, here's, the, here's the thing. That's the thing. It, like, it, it's yeah, it's crazy big ideas, but there's an execution there, and there's mm-hmm. still a likability where I don't feel like I'm being talked down to. It's everything's written. It's like I just accept it. Mm-hmm. Like I never feel like. It's too big of a concept when Brian K. Vaughn's doing it. I just feel like he's got a good enough grasp on it that he's in complete control. And it's not going to get out of his own hands because Grant Morrison. I think that's the the, the essence of Grant Morrison's Grant Morrison story. When you feel that like the story's gotten out of the hands of the writer, you know Grant Morrison was writing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Spencer, like, I love you, but man, he's got a few more years to becoming yeah. BKB. Which, I mean, hey, it took BKV a couple years to get to the BKV he became. Yeah. All right, so with talking about that, let's let's do it. Jason Aaron versus BKV. Aaron. Mm. Hands down. Because out of the books that I'm reading now, I'm reading Aaron books. I'm not reading anything by BKV right now. And you're wrong for that, like you said before. I know, but um, I just I'm going to say BKV. It. So you have to be the tiebreaker here. In either way, yeah, I'm fine. happy, yeah. but... There's been enough in the BKV back catalog yeah. that I'm like, yeah, he's a great writer. I know he's a great writer. I just happen not to be enjoying this flavor that he's giving me right now. I, I, I'm not say they're both um, very competent writers. They're both extremely flexible. Um, I think you could put either one of them on a book, and we're definitely going to take notice of it. Um, this is tough, but. Say they've, both, they've both written Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I, I like Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange a little bit more. Yeah, because BKV's Doctor Strange was a whiny bitch. It, it was, he was in a weird situation, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jay, they're both fantastic. It was, it was Marvel Knights Strange, right? Where it, it was like his, um, intro, it, was, it, was, it was like a origin story? Knights, but no, it was, um. Oh, The Cure? The, yeah. Yeah, it was where like, uh, Wong got cancer. cancer, and like Doctor Strange. Oh, it was called the Oath because like he mm. had the ability to either like cure him or like do away with it because it was it shouldn't exist. So what do you do? Mm. 
So Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron, tough call. Uh, I think Jason Aaron, uh, I think he really does deserve it for the books that he's working on and the quality. He's putting out three awesome books. BKV, he was my, my pick for that because I wanted to make it hard mm-hmm. for everyone, but I think BKV's putting out three books. Two of them are worthwhile checking. So Jason Aaron versus Scott Snyder, right? Is that what we're... Oh, I, I'm sorry, I skipped one. This I is skipped the, one. This is the other hard one. This is, oh, is Scott it? Snyder versus uh, Karen Gillian. All right. See, uh, it, this is more difficult because, again, this is another matchup where I'm reading one of the guy's books. I'm not reading the other guy's book. Yeah. So I'm going to pick Scott Snyder because I'm already voting with my pocket. So I'm leaning here towards Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I should... Unless you're like, it's, nope. <laughs> I, I This is hard. I mean, I fell behind on American Vampire. I wish I could like, just catch up like that so I could be enjoying that month to month again. Um, not that I ever read it month to month, but like when the trades were coming out, I was picking them up. Um, Darren Gillen, I just, he delivers for me. I just wish I was getting Wicked and Divine more often. It's been on a little bit of a break. Um, Scott Snyder, I have to throw it over there. I mean, yeah, I'm only reading his Batman book, but that Batman book is all I need. Like, if it came down to it and they were like, Chris, you can only buy one comic book a month now. Like, that's it. That's all you're allowed. It would be Batman. <laughs> like, if it was if it was put down to it, and like, I couldn't read anybody else's comics. Like, mm-hmm. there's no cheating. I like, just like, you get one comic book. Batman. Yeah. And, until he's on Detective Comics, and then... Detective Comics. And that, that becomes Batman. Uh, yeah. I believe this is what it was last year. It Jason was. Aaron versus Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. They meet um, again. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've met our podcast again for the first time, please remember to rate us and review us over on the iTunes. We do love those ratings and reviews. We love them so much and we're deprived of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the big boys. Aaron versus Snyder. Oh, we gotta rate it. Oh, we gotta pick between these two? Yeah. No, you can't pick between these two. There's no winning in this scenario. But if someone could win. If somebody, this is a stalemate. This is, this is fit to be tied. I don't know if that's the correct usage of that term. I don't think so, but it makes sense. I'm yeah. gonna say Jason Aaron. I was going to say Jason Aaron, too. I think because we gave it to Scott Snyder, I was going to say Jason Aaron this time. Well, no, honestly, right now, they're both yeah. amazing writers. And as much as I love mm-hmm. Scott Snyder's Batman, oh, I just said that was the only comic book I could read. It would be it. And I would do it with a smile on my face. Jason Aaron's writing some fantastic books right now, yep. though. And it's books that I don't think I would ever be reading normally. Like, I would always be reading a Batman book. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how I am. But I never thought I'd be looking forward to a Thor book coming out. Never thought I'd be looking forward to Doctor Strange book coming out. When he was on X Men, yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine and X Men was great. My favorite book, you know. He's he just does great things. Um, so it's good to get some fresh blood up at the top of the hill too. Mm-hmm. All right, now. If you think we have some fresh blood, rate us and review us over the iTunes. And also, well, your opinion would uh, freshen our debates up. So comment on our uh, this this week's episode over on Facebook. You know, just shoot us a message there. Uh, what is it? Facebook.com slash Board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spelled like the podcast is. So if you found us here online and you're listening to us, you know how to find us on the internets. You done good, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs>